Welcome to the Triple Deke. Welcome back to another season of NHL hockey and another season of the Triple Deke podcast. Joel, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing awesome, Kyle. Thanks for having me back. And holy hell, am I excited. I believe this is season three. Man, it feels like a month of Sundays since we uh, had a chance to sit down and talk some hockey, eh? Yeah, I'm a little nervous, to be honest. It's been a while since we've got to chat, but you know what? We got to get back on the horse and get back to work. Yeah, and we, uh, you know, nothing like the last minute here. We're uh, we're getting down to the nitty gritty. The keepers are in. The divisions are selected, and tomorrow night is draft night. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm a little nervous about this one. It's been a a long time since I picked a team, and even since I've done some NHL research. So I'm uh, getting fired up now. And now that we're doing this podcast, I feel like we're right back into the season. Well, and that's the thing. There's a lot of, uh, you know, there's been a lot of movement. It's been longer than ever before between seasons. Um, obviously, last year was a wild one. We abruptly ended in the in the middle of the first round of playoffs and never never officially crowned a champion. But uh, there's been a lot of offseason moves, and I would predict that anyone who's in our league who's going to work tomorrow is going to be taking a lot of 10 minute bathroom breaks and reading some, some uh, hockey projections and anybody working from home might not be getting a whole lot done. No, there's going to be a lot of last minute research going on and uh, you know, selecting players that you like and maybe crossing off some keepers that you can't have anymore. Yeah, for sure. Well, we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, I was actually wondering, you know, your your role in the league has changed a little bit. Uh, you you've been one of our longtime commissioners, and uh, this year you you relinquished some of your your power to Matt Powell. Um, but uh, do you remember? I couldn't actually remember what we what we ended up deciding on last year. I know we didn't officially crown a champ. Um, I know there was a bit of a bit of a payout with the money. How did we end up splitting that? Do you remember? Well, I, I remember there was a lot of debate. That's for sure. Before <laughs> we did it, there was a lot of different options. The one I liked was throwing all the money back in and have double the value this year, but that wasn't too popular. But uh, I believe what we did is we, we took all the division winners and gave them their money because they were uh, obviously one and they should have deserved that money. And we also paid out all the guys with the uh, most points per week. Beyond that, I can't remember if we paid any. I think the rest we just kind of gave back evenly, I think. Yeah, or I think it was something. uh, I think the playoff teams maybe got their money back and then whatever else was left. Oh, that's right. And then the boner bracket, I think we did sort of just a random draw. And uh, one team out of the boner bracket got their, their boner money back. I remember yeah. that actually. I did a little fun little spin wheel. That's yeah. I actually kind of remember signing on to watch you do that. It's, uh, <laughs> for a guy that has done this so many times, I probably could have found a way to uh, rig it a little bit and make it win for myself. But you know, being uh, the honest guy, I'm. Um, I didn't do that, and there was a winner. I can't remember who it was, but they yeah, were a boner well, either way. 
Yeah, not important. We don't no. spend time talking about that on this show. No, no, no. no. Um, no, no. But uh, yeah, I'm pumped up. And we have a couple of uh, new league members. We said farewell to a couple of members this year, Nathan Arnott. And uh, your your cousin, the family connection's gone. Craig Lane is no more. No, he had decided, actually, uh, kind of a nice reason. He said, you know what? There's a lot of guys in this league who are in the range. What's the point of me being out there? I don't know most of these guys. So he gracefully bowed out and you know he was a good owner i think i don't think we had any problems with him yeah no he was he was good and a nice guy you know had a chance to meet him when we uh when we connected at a riders game there or the great cup i think one year that's right but uh but yeah we've got our we've got our uh our newest and finest members and uh you know we don't let just anybody we had a lot of applications this year and yes. had to turn away some had to turn away some people that are near and dear to our hearts but there's a before, vetting process before we could allow anyone to join the sacred ranks of the big stick we we hired a private investigator uh, one of the drivers of Max Taxi I think doubles as a PI mm-hmm. and he did a little background uh, searching and uh, we we got some results on our our two newbies do you want to uh, Enlighten us on the first one here. Right. So he kind of, what he did for me is he gave me sort of a biography. So I'll kind of just read to you what he says here. And uh, hopefully we made the right choice. (laughs) So uh, Thomas, our new guy here, was actually born Thomas Gunn. uh, Born February 29th (laughs) in a small farming town in Uzbekistan. Uh, (laughs) He spent his youth learning English. By watching old VHS copies of the Canadian classic, The Raccoons. Ooh. Yes. Um, he loved all the episodes, but his favorite was called Raccoons on Ice. Mm. And this was the turning point in his life as he learned about the game of hockey. Thomas decided he was going to play hockey or at least manage a fantasy hockey team one day. <laughs> now, his teen years were spent hitchhiking his way to Canada. He paid his way by dancing for old truckers and singing his favorite song, Run With Us. That's a good song. That's a wet hitchhike. That's a wet hitchhike from Uzbekistan to Canada. It's it's a long ways to go. Sheesh. But anyway, he finally made it to Canada and picked the bustling metropolis of Laurens to be his home. Though his hockey career turned out to be the shits, his fantasy hockey dream is finally coming true. So welcome, Thomas. Yeah, welcome Tommy Gunn. Oh, Tommy Gunn, that's right. <laughs> Thomas Thomas J. Gunn. Thomas J. Gunn. <clears throat> and uh our other our other member here is uh Nick Hepner. And uh this is the dossier that was put across my desk oh boy. Uh, about about old Nick. So th- there's a lot of shadiness and mystery in the early days of Nick. Uh rumor has it that he was actually found as an infant uh, resting in a pile of chicken bones behind a Chester fried. And when they found him, he was wrapped up in an old Hartford Whalers Jersey. And as a baby, his very first words were big stick. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. By the time he was in the first grade, he could accurately recite the shooting percentages of every centerman in the Western conference. And uh, when when our PI, he you know, he's digging through some documents and he found Nick's old fourth grade journal and it was just pages and pages over and over again. Nothing but Alex Ovechkin is a multi-category contributor. Alex Ovechkin is a multi-category contributor. Mm. Kind of like The Shining. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, 
<clears throat> so basically, you know, similar to Tommy Gunn, his, Nick's whole life has built to this point. This is the pinnacle. He's finally reached the big time. He got his call up to the show. And now he's a full-blooded member of the L.A. Big Stick. Welcome, Nick. The Big Stick. The Big Stick. Oh, boy. Well, it's well, pretty exciting. Uh, you know, we're definitely going to miss Arnie and uh, and Craig Lane. But There's some big uh, skates to fill there, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely, and I'm excited to uh, I'm excited to see what these guys what these guys have to offer the league, and hopefully they both just gave us a free fifty bucks. I hope so. Welcome, gentlemen. Either way, yeah. Well, you know everybody's uh, everybody's getting ready for the big draft day tomorrow, Joel, and uh, I'm sure they're all getting down and dirty with their research and looking at things like rankings and you know Corsi and on ice percentages and how tight guys put their skate laces. But, uh, you know, we, we like to do a little bit of business in between all the silliness on this show. Oh, absolutely. So, so I thought, uh, why don't we kick off this, kick off this season with a quick fantasy sleeper. Doing, man. Get up, Ricky. Go to the store. I need to borrow your car, bud. I'm trying to sleep in. I'm taking the day off. Rick, I need your car and I need your gun. All right, get up. So I've got uh, I've got a guy in mind. This is a guy who, over the last few years, I've actually picked him up and dropped him, uh, you know, pretty frequently. He's kind of a bit of a cold sore on my team. Every time I think I'm rid of him for good, He's back. I find myself looking at him again. Uh, and that's Andre Burakovsky. Not mm. a not a real household name, but nope. anyone who's been in the big stick, you you've probably come across this guy on the waivers. Absolutely. Uh, he always he always kind of flashed uh, some offensive potential, but he was never consistent. He'd go through these real streaky times, especially when he got chances to play, you know, on the top couple lines in Washington, where he he'd flash for five or six games and then just disappear. Right. However, last year he made the move over to the Colorado Avalanche, and in in those fifty eight games, he put up forty five offensive points, enough for them to sign him to a new two year deal. He's kind of locked into a top six role, and depending how things shake out, he could end up playing alongside Nathan McKinnon. So I Ooh. I see big things for Berkovsky. Big fantasy points. Could be. And uh, I've also got a, a bonus kind of in the same vein, and that's Brandon Saad. Uh, he also just came over to Colorado. He's kind of bounced back and forth, right? He was in Chicago and then Columbus and back to Chicago and – all of a sudden, now he's in Colorado, and just like Barakovsky, he's got a chance in the top six of a, a high-scoring offense. And uh, he's a guy who scores twenty goals, you know, most most of the time. And I think there's either one of those guys could give you a cheap piece of this offense. Yes, exactly. I think those are two excellent ones. Are they going to be on your team? You think uh, tomorrow? Well, I might have a dollar or two I could put their way. Might have been uh, too generous giving away those. Now someone's oh, going to yeah. steal them from you. We should have released this on Saturday morning. Yeah, a possible boner by us. <laughs> well, you know, I, I had a fellow I was thinking of myself. It was a guy from the Dallas Stars named Rupee Hints. Oh, yeah. Are you familiar? I Yeah, I, I've, I've uh, sniffed around old Rupee before. So um, in his rookie year, he had 22 points and he was minus 11. Not the best. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, last year, he was thrown around the Stars lineup a bit, and he ended up with 19 goals and 14 assists. Uh, he had a 1.2 average in the big, st- big stick scoring. But, there's a but. Oh. Um, his value this year comes because Tyler Sagan is going to be out of the lineup to at least March or April. Mm-hmm. So, Hinge should be slotted in the top line of the Stars and getting plenty of power play time. And uh, I think he should be a great pickup for maybe your last few dollars of auction money. If you're looking just to fill out your roster, you might have a guy that's actually going to do pretty good for you. Mm. So what you're saying is tomorrow night, Sagan, I should not pick, and hence, I should pick. Uh, maybe don't spend the same amount of money, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, no, I like that. That's a good That's a good one. And, uh, you know, that's, that's one of those things that people who haven't been following uh, – following too closely that might come as a they might have just spilled their coffee all over their laps when you said tyler sagan was out well yeah that that would look like a little embarrassing if you went and spent a, a huge dollar amount on him. I think he'll get drafted but maybe you don't want to uh bet the farm on him yeah well let me ask you about that because uh i've been thinking about a couple of guys you know there's there's sagan there's a couple of other guys who are going to be on long-term injury but you know they still have a future is it a is it a fool's errand to spend a buck or two on these guys and take up one of your IR spots for the whole year and just hope that they turn into some kind of super keeper? Is that kind of a dumb dumb thing to do? Well, what I, the way I look at it is, if I was the kind of guy that's you know generally had a pretty good team and towards the end of the draft, if I still had the money and they were kicking around, I think I would do that. But you know, a guy like me, I got to be careful. I'm I'm always kind of just a barely a playoff team. So I don't know if I'd want to be doing that, but if you know yourself and you know your team, maybe you can kind of uh, get through the season and then get a guy like that loaded up on your team at the end and take you to the playoffs strong. Yeah, could be. Well, we'll see what happens tomorrow night anyways, but uh, yeah, I like it. All right. All right. Well, enough of this NHL malarkey. No, that's it's, enough. it's time for some big stick talk, I think. And uh, you know what? Last night was an exciting one for me. I had the distinct honor of uh, broadcasting the official draw for the new Big Stick division. That was very exciting. I actually, uh, I think I was the first person to watch it. And mid-watching it, my phone died and I actually was quite upset. I said, shit. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Watch it. You watch it. So anyway, I was very upset. And then by the time I was done, you posted all the uh, divisions and I had read them and I didn't watch the rest. Oh, I spoiled it. Yeah, yeah well, that's the thing. You know, I, it, more so the videos for posterity. I know uh, one year you and I did that video together and there was probably some funnies in it, but it's a little bit hard to, to work the camera and be doing the pics and keeping track of things and making witty comments and uh it's more so just so that Mike Clark doesn't complain and accuse me of any, uh, you know, any boyer-like moves. <laughs> exactly. Those but, are crazy. Uh, yeah, but, you know, just in case you uh, just in case you missed the video or missed the comments underneath or missed the recap in the group chat, uh, what do you say we quickly go through these new divisions? And as a special treat for our listeners, we're going to give our early, early, early predictions for who's going to win each division divisions and or sorry predictions 
with no players on the teams. Yeah, exactly. We literally, uh, well, I guess people have their keepers, but we're not even going to no. look. We're just going to pick it based on character and merit. Exactly. Let's so this first one, this first one, uh, oh, and just, uh, you know, just in case anybody is wondering, our divisions this year have been generously sponsored by Costa's Pub and their VLT back room. One of the so, hottest places in their own these days. Yep. Well, I figured it was appropriate since that's, uh, you know, other than Serb, this is the biggest, this is the biggest payout in LaRange. <laughs> that's it's right. That back room. So the first division is the wildlife division. Wildlife division is full of some, full of some wild animals here. We've got Bubbles Bandit. That's Graham's team. Honest Wilson. The Guest Mess. Team Christmas. And East Coast Bias. That's David White's team. And looking at these five teams... I can see very clearly that the division winner is going to be Team Christmas. Oh, bold prediction. Yep. Santa dropped something off for old Roddy, and uh, and it was a division title. Maybe it was a trip to Africa. Oh, with three wilds. I love it. Or maybe even four. Oh, don't even tease me. Anyway, we also have another <laughs> uh, new division called the Sevens Wild Division. Another uh, popular game at Costa's. Uh, consisting of the Larange Ding Dings, which is uh, Yukal. Another team name that's been changed, Stanger Stars. Um, Grab them by the Puss, which is Ty or Chase, I can never remember. <laughs> Aronge Beavers, Perry, and the South End Slappers, Clark. You know, that's a tough one there too, but, you know, Kyle, I think I'm going to have to give it to you. That, that name just oh. really uh, excited me, and I, I have to go with the Larange Ding Dings. Well, I appreciate it. You know, I, this Sounds is lucky. a year. This is a year where we need more luck than ever to get through the season. Nobody wants a repeat of last year, where you know you work so hard for like twenty weeks in a row, and then all of a sudden it's just snatched away. Nobody wants that. So, I'm I'm trying to bring a little bit of luck to the league, and uh, I appreciate the vote of confidence. Well, the one thing about 2021 is it looks like it's starting off great. So I can't see anything happening with this hockey season. <laughs> Absolutely nothing to worry about. Nope, ready to go. <laughs> Anyways, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> this next one, this this one's kind of a hit or miss selection in the Costas back room. You know, there's there's some people who are drawn right to this particular activity, and there are some people who uh, who've never tried it out. But it's the Wolf Run, the Wolf Run division. You know, a bit of a classier game. Yeah, a bit of a wild card game. Yep, and so in the Wolf Run division, we've got uh, Team Mayuiti. That's your team, Team oh, yeah. Mayuiti. Yep, we've got the Wooden Nickels, the Thunder Kitties under their new ownership, Tommy Gunn. Uh, auto draft for the win, or maybe it's just for the win now. He might be actually drafting this year. Is Hayhurst, and as always, big buffs. That's Dan Boyer's team. And mm. uh, hmm, you know what? This is a this is a tough one. This is honestly the division when I when I was pulling them out. No one was going in this division, and then all of a sudden at the end it filled up. And, uh, you know, former commissioners, some former winners in this division. <sighs> I, I, you know what? It comes down to so close. I'm going to do you the courtesy. I'm going to give you the, the tip of the hat. I think oh. that Team Mayuiti is going to, to – uh, wipe things up as they say i hope so but (laughs) 
I don't know. It's going to be a tough division. That's for sure. Like you said, there's a lot of former champions and uh, a lot of guys that put in a lot of time. So it's going to be tough, but you know what? I, I'll try not to uh, shit the bed on that one. <laughs> or the bum. Or the bum. <laughs> anyway, we have one more division, the vault breaker division. Now, um, I'm not much of a gambler myself, but from what I understand, if you get in the vault breaker, there's some big money to be had. So maybe uh, this is the division of the guys that are going to go for it all. Who knows? Yeah, well, that was when I was pulling the names out. That's how they kind of struck me. And, uh, you know, I know Vault Breaker is, uh, or at least I've heard rumors that it's it's not actually just one game, right? It's that big cumulative uh, jackpot. But it's it seems like good luck and especially seems like good luck since one of those Vault Breakers was won right there in Costa's back room in LaRange. That's right. I think 600,000 or something like that. Something so like that. These yeah. are high stakes players, you could say. Mm-hmm. Well, um, let's tell us about it. Anyway, in the Vault Breaker <laughs> division, we have Team Boner, Poke Erhole, which is Tyler Chase again, uh, Stony Rapids Blackouts, a new one there with Nick, Powell to the People, and Stubby's Speech Impediment. So uh, glad to see that division together. And on a side note with Dan there, I know uh, with Yahoo, he couldn't actually have his full name in here. So I know he's happy we're back with ESPN because – would have been sad if you couldn't keep that great name. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit of a classic. Yeah, it's a good one. So why don't you give us your pick? Who's who's going to oh, yeah. win the vault breaker? Who's buying drinks for everybody? You know what? Powell had a good season last year, but a guy who's always in, you know, in it is Boner. So maybe this is finally going to be his year. So I'm going to go with Team Boner. Yeah, he's he's been right knocking at the doorstep. I know a couple of years ago, uh, he had the same thing as I had the previous year where he was kind of the favorite going in, going in, and then all of a sudden flopped in the playoffs. But uh, you're right. This could be the year that he actually gets it done. Hopefully he doesn't make a mistake. <clears throat> Absolutely. Well, speaking of hopefully not making mistakes, uh, everybody had to have their keepers in. The deadline took place uh, just about two hours ago here, and uh, we had a quick chance. You know, we haven't examined it in depth, but – we had a quick chance to look at the the list of keepers, and uh, let's find out some of the some of the hits and some of the misses here. Ooh, hello! What do we hear? That's a keeper. Yes, put it in the skin box, please. So, looking over the players, there were fifty players kept. So, out of mm. out of uh, eighty possible players, right? Every team is allowed to keep up to four people in this league. Mm-hmm. Um, in case you forgot or in case you forgot you were supposed to set your keepers or in case you're your new listener and you don't know much about the LA Big Stick. And uh, so 50 players are capped, so, you know, not too, too many. No. But of those 50 players, 18 goalies were capped, and that's yeah. huge, right? We're a, we're a league of 20 teams, and goalies are goalies are hard to come by. So 18 of them are already off the board pre-draft. Yeah, that's crazy. I was talking to Paolo about that today, and uh, goalies could be a little pricey tomorrow. Um, oh, yeah, what else do we sure. have? I know uh, I know there's a lot of teams that actually kept all their keepers, four keepers. Um, you did, uh, Boner, Poker Hole, Bubbles Bandit, Powell, Grabbing by the Puss, Auto Bids, and Buffs. So, I mean, out of uh, 
those guys, that's the majority of the players right there that were kept. Those guys are really thinking to the future, I guess, with the guys that they had, and I figured it was worth it to keep that many guys. Yeah, for sure. Like, I I was on the fence. I had three that I wanted for sure, and one guy I kind of hemmed and hawed, but ended up pulling the trigger at the last minute. But on the flip side of that, there's guys that had no keepers. Uh, Stanger, the Stony Rapid Blackouts, and Team Christmas. So I guess those guys are just looking to uh, clean their hands of last year and start fresh, which is not a bad idea either. I think you got a lot of money to spend. Now, did you do that in the past? Am I right in thinking that you did that a couple years ago? I think I did it maybe two years ago I did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't think I have since we brought the keeper uh, since we brought the keeper rule into the league. I don't think that I have really. But uh, you know, if you're if you made a big run, maybe you traded away all your good keepers to make a run at the playoffs, or maybe your team like Nick, you know, the Stony Rapid Blackouts. It's it's his team now. It's not Craig Lane's anymore, and all those Furlanberger garbage players. He just wanted to send them packing. Well, you don't want to be accused of kind of uh, you know going off what Craig had there. He wants to put a stamp on his team and you know make it his own. Absolutely. Well, the the interesting thing that always comes down here. So for anybody who's listening and or, you know, maybe forgot the rules or or not uh, familiar. So we're an auction draft league. We don't uh, we don't just do a boring old snake draft. You can have any player you want if you're willing to pay the price. And when you keep a player, you basically are adding ten dollars to last year's value. Right. So if you drafted a guy for five bucks, you keep him for 15 this year. And uh, I looked at the top three teams of how much money they've already spent. So out of their $200 budget for tomorrow night, Team Boner, now he did keep four players, but he's spent $97. Ooh. Honest Wilson, he only kept two players. Oh, so and he, yeah, not too bad, right? $108. $108. Wow. Now, two fantastic players. I think he's got, what, Ovechkin and Matthews? Like, two... Those guys are going to get some points, but that's uh, not a lot of money left for to fill out your roster, that's for sure. Well, you know what? He must uh, he must feel pretty good about his level of hockey IQ to uh, be able to pad his lineup with, with so much spent on just two guys. Agreed. But that's, but that's not even the number one spender. The number one spender for three players... $142 was the guest <laughs> mess. Skylar guest. I spoke my ice out here. Jesus. <laughs> he, he spent 70% of his budget just on two guys. Two guys? No, three guys. Oh, three guys. Three guys. Sorry, my mistake. Three must guys. Be now, three studs. Well, I think they are. He's got, uh, now I'm trying to think, two of them are Carolina. I think Tara Vinen and maybe Aho. Maybe Aho. Maybe Aho, but uh, the, the goalie big spend, is a pricey one. I heard the most expensive player in the draft was Freddie Anderson for seventy-two bucks, and this is uh, this is a season like no other, right? We've got the Canadian division in place, and those are some tough teams that Freddie's going to be going up against in this shortened season. Now, the one thing I have heard a lot of chatter about on the group chat is because of the short season backups might not really be used that much right like freddie Mm. anderson's a guy who you know he typically plays 65 games a year as it is and now what is the shortened season at i can't remember are they 60 games or 60 or 56 or i thought yeah something yeah maybe 56 so you know what he might be uh he might be 
playing like 49 or 50 games. So maybe not a bad pick, you know, but that's a lot of money and you're pretty much just crossing your fingers and hoping things turn out right for you. Well, he's never been a guy to really enjoy the draft. I think he likes to let his wife do it or just put an auto draft. So maybe he's just getting it done so he can go watch a movie and enjoy the evening. Yeah, nice bucket of chicken and bucket of ice cream and a maybe nice a cigar. Cigar right there on the couch and uh, a nice. bit of a bit of a secret Friday. I like exactly. it. Oh, too maybe. Well, you know what this. This league has been around for a while, and uh, this this show that we're doing, the Triple D, has been around for a while. It's really evolved. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember back in the days of, you know, using my lo-fi Samsung laptop to film shows in your classroom after school. The, the dark days of the of the <laughs> podcast, and it was more of a video podcast back then. But you know, we we've really come a long ways. I'll say that. Yeah, like we, you know, we've got official corporate sponsorship from from Costa's Lounge, and uh, we've had some other exciting news here too. That's right. Well, like you said, as we know, our podcast has really been gaining momentum, and it's becoming kind of a big deal now. Um, so it's become such big news that TSN has taken notice, and they want to partner with us. Oh, so. On Saturday, after the draft is done, a TSN personality, I can't say who, is going to look at our league and give some thoughts on how we did. So with that in mind, I would recommend to uh, the league members that you draft pretty smart this year, because if not, you're going to get called out. Yeah, this is a bit of a a draft center recap. Mm -hmm. It came as a big surprise to us here, but man, uh, that that person who's going to be checking it out is it's really exciting news for for the big stick and for the podcast well i'm excited and you know i i think that they uh they must have stumbled across the footage that you and i recorded a couple of years ago at the hockey hall of fame where we uh do you remember that we practiced doing our best uh sports center audition i think there were pretty solid highlights there of the gold medal game of back in was it 20 20- 10 there whatever it was or 2012 yeah it might yeah. Have, yeah it might have been can't can't quite recall you know we've we've just done so many great things it's hard to keep them all oh, straight. exactly anyways folks uh you know what it's joel it's been a real treat getting to talk to you again i can't wait till we get to do it in the near future yes sir one thing's for sure we'll be doing this weekly or yep. bi-weekly or bi-weekly or tri-weekly i think we're the inventors of tri-weekly yes but we'll get it but, done and it is fun yeah, absolutely. Anyways, good luck, everybody, tonight. If you're in the Big Stick draft or if you're in your own fantasy hockey draft. Uh, and uh, some new something new this year. If you want to uh, ask us a question, if you want to gloat about a victory, you want to talk some smack to your opponent, not to us ever, but uh, no, if you want to say something to nice to us, you know, nice compliments, uh, you can send us an email this year at uh, tripledeekshow at gmail.com. Or if you want to get your comment or question on the program, you can leave us a voicemail. And uh, to do that, you just use the link that I'm going to put in the show description. So, uh, yeah, if you've got anything you want to you want to get your voice heard, don't be afraid to reach out. Amazing. And, uh, yeah, good luck with your drafts. Keep your stick on the ice. And remember, don't, don't be, be a, a boner. boner.